0: Hi, fellow humans. Thanks for joining us. And if it's your first time, hey, this is Be Human, a podcast where Kevin and I discuss topics around mental health, getting more out of life, and all the intricacies around being human. This week is another book episode. Y'all, I am so excited for these episodes. I don't know if you knew this, Kevin, but I actually want to be a librarian when I retire.
1: You and Alexa, I like it. Does she? Oh, yeah.
0: I love it. Uh, yeah, so.
1: I'm excited too. Um, but before we dive into it, I did want to remind people, it would be amazing if you could subscribe, leave a review, uh, and even share with some friends, family, whoever you think might enjoy it. Um, that would be amazing.
0: So to kick things off, I want to talk about my first book, which is Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde. She honestly, Kevin, is my fairy godmother. Seriously, y'all. I love Audre Lorde. And if she was alive, I would be trying to come stay with her. I'd be sending her all types of tweets and stalking <laughs> her on Instagram and just trying to soak up all of her knowledge. Uh, and I actually, she probably would have her own master class. She would just be out here scooping up all the coins (laughs) because the reason why is she really was speaking truth to power and in this specific collection of essays and speeches that she wrote between 1976 and 1984 she's talking about something that is so core to me and to my identity as a black woman she's talking about being human she's talking about being a parent She was a queer woman and she was in in an interracial relationship. So she was just really complex. And I think that's why she really resonates with me because she was navigating so many different spaces and was able to be her true and authentic self. Within these pieces of essays and speeches that she's writing, she's driving home this message that if you remain silent, you will limit yourself and the impact that you have on the world. And that really has resonated with me. And it, it and it gets even simpler. So for people listening, if you're like, oh, that's a little complex, I'm not Black, I'm not queer. No, no, no. Archie Lord is still for you. And the reason why is you have to use your voice if you want to live a life of abundance. And silence is not an option. It's essential, especially if we are being realistic about the world that we're living in and the change and the changes we want to see throughout society.
1: Interesting. Curious be how has she inspired you to use your voice?
0: That's a really good question. Why are you trying to put me on the spot like this, Kevin? <laughs> um,
1: gotcha. Fuck. I want to see you flounder on our, on our joint <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's my goal. I want to see you just like trip over your words on our podcast. No, I'm I'm interested because you have an amazing voice. Honestly, I, I I mean that wholeheartedly. I feel like you can inspire people talking about toasters. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear how yeah how she's impacted you.
0: One real tangible example is being able to come out to my mother. And to not fear the rejection and the response I might get, but to recognize that if I remain silent, I actually am worse off because I'm not being authentic to my true self. And that's probably a, a, a more of a consequence than fearing what my mother would say. And Archie Lord, she really gave me, empowered me to be able to say those and have those conversations
1: wow so
0: <laughs> you weren't so, expecting that, are you <laughs> no that
1: was fired Jeez! so yeah i mean it's it's pretty obvious she had a pretty significant impact yeah that. that's definitely. that's amazing yeah yeah she's this is audrey lord is huge
0: and i think for me too and i try to. hopefully this came across she's a queer woman who was just out here living life as a black woman. That's huge. And I needed that. I needed to see somebody living the life that I'm trying to live and that they were
1: excelling and doing it well. I really needed that.
0: Uh, It was huge.
1: Wow. That's awesome, Brie. Thanks for sharing. That's, uh, that's That's a great first book to share. I'm
0: sure you're gonna upstage me. So what's your what's your first book?
1: I definitely don't think I'll upstage you, but one book that's had a huge impact and probably a book that I will I've I've definitely gifted it a handful of times and will continue to gift and um, because I, I just think it's a beautiful book. Like and really yeah, it really helped on me me understand who I was, the the kind of voice in my head, you know, the constant chatter and yeah, I think honestly that one of the key concepts of government is that there is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice in the head. You're the one who actually hears it. And like, just to give you an example, there's constant chatter. Like right now, while I'm talking, there's a voice being like, you're talking right now. Make sure you say something super impactful and great. Yeah. Yada, yada. Like what what benefit does that, does that mm. bring? It it doesn't bring any, the voice in your head is the one that tells you a piece of shit when you're down and inflates your ego and tells you you're amazing. When you do something good, there's really no value in it. So you, the the core concept of it is your, your thoughts don't define you. They're just outputs from the conscious mind. You know, we have this, uh, we have an inner monologue. It goes 24, seven, 365 days of the year. Uh, it's talking, it's directing how we navigate the world and it rarely shuts off. So the first step towards uh, an untethered soul is realizing that this happens because only when you know you can actually see it, you can then stop, pause, uh, take a step back and look at what's going on. That's the kind of key concept of, of the book.
0: That is huge. And that was one of the things I loved about this book, even though I didn't like the book. But that part was really key, though, because it's true. Your thoughts, what you're thinking, it controls you. And half the time you're thinking thoughts that are not beneficial and don't make sense.
1: Totally agreed. Yeah. And, and I think it's I think it's so interesting. One example they give in the, in the in the book is, you know, you you can often feel sad and you might start to think that you're just a sad person uh, in general when reality these these thoughts are nothing more than objects flowing through you. Uh, It just so happens that your inner voice keeps picking up those specific thoughts rather than the the happier ones. The other concept from it is is your inner inner energy is is a very real thing. And the more you can let it flow, the the better. Um, Let's think of like, let's say you go through a breakup. You go through a breakup, you feel like insane lows, depression, sadness for a week. If your ex was then to pick up the phone and reverse everything they had said. You know, like I want you back. I miss you so much. You're amazing. You're incredible. Yada yada yada. You can go from like feeling the absolute lowest to the absolute highest in a matter of seconds. In a matter mm-hmm. of seconds. So, although it it is it is a difficult concept, but understanding that you can ultimately control the flow of your energy. Yeah, I mean, it's called like you know, chakra and, and stuff in a, in a lot of instances. But, you know, the importance of, of first of all, letting those negative energies pass through you um, so they don't block your your inner flow going forward is key.
0: I would even say, and let me know what you think about this, it also is about your positive energy. And I think what I've seen myself do is you cling to your positive energy and that could even block your flow because ultimately what you're not doing is being in the present.
1: Mm-hmm. And so,
0: you know, I love how the Buddhist talks about you just have to remain in the moment. So don't get too high and don't get too low and let your inner energy allow you to flow, whether that be positive or negative.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're you're so right there. And the last thing that I, I've definitely got from the book, and, and this kind of ties into stoicism, but death ultimately is what gives life meaning knowing that you're going to die and that the time you have on this planet is fine. It, it's literally one of the single greatest ways to get focused on what really matters in life. You know, like, would you let something trivial, you know, st- st- be the reason that you have a big fight with your loved one? Um, would you give so much thought to what others, others think uh, of you throughout the day? Would you like not take your hand at following your passion? If you knew that it was your last day, no, you wouldn't. You you would go for it. You would you wouldn't let those trivial small things take up so much space in your life, and you would um, go and follow your dreams and your passion. Uh, so it's a, I think it's important that that honestly for me is yeah it's, it's it's become a big part of my life because I really do want to get the absolute most out of life because I know it could end someday and it will end not good it will end someday. So yeah, well, Brie but I am curious to hear what your second book is.
0: Ooh. Okay. So my second book is, is a bit off the path of the self-help genre. So you might be shocked, but it's a piece of fiction. Just to spice it up a little bit. But this is a really good piece of fiction. Oh. And so, yeah. yeah, if you're, if you're a lover of like Greek, um, the antiquity. So for example, the Odyssey, which I love, I loved the Odyssey. It was such a good book. And this book is almost like a modern take of the Odyssey. And so it's called An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Now you might be like, well, what is it about? It's about love. It's about justice, envy, betrayal, the American justice system. I mean, it has just All the good ingredients, Kevin, of a juicy page-turner.
1: It It, is good. It's like you literally pulled out all the main buzzwords, American justice system, that is just going to hook everybody right into the book. I love it.
0: (laughs) Tayari Jones, the way that she writes her characters really articulate very clearly the core of being human, which is that we make choices from moments of pain and moments of joy. But whether you're happy or whether you're sad, whatever disposition you have, those choices have consequences and they're not always good or bad. And she does a great job of, of giving you some real visceral examples of that. And that's why I've chosen this book, especially for, for this audience. So if you want to understand what being human is like, in a fiction way, read this book, An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Enough about American Marriage, but y'all check it out. It's a good book. Kevin, what is your second book?
1: Yeah, so my second book is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. And this book uh, this book is centered around uh, this news reporter who basically has or had a panic attack on air. And it kind of goes through this journey of like self-discovery, um, where he ultimately finds meditation and, and realizes that I don't know, ha- ha- just helps him get more out of life, and has a huge impact on on his life overall. Is this a real book? Is Dan
0: Harris like real?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's real. Yeah. Oh. So he, he and he's still on air. He's uh, he's on ABC, I think. News reporter. It's um, yeah, and it's it, like part of the reason why it was so it's such a good book. It's like really engaging. It's funny. It's interesting. It's not like a classic self-help by any means. And I definitely find, I don't know if like if you're like me, Brie, but I get a lot more engaged where there's a story behind it and then there's tips and, and you know, Hey, this is recommendations, stuff like that. This book is it. It's a very easy read, very easy read. Um, He interviews like a lot of top people throughout his journey, like Eckhart Tolle, for example, the power of now, Joe Vitale, who we've uh, come to know, you know, all about the law of attraction to to ultimately better understand how he can better manage his stress. But yeah, it's just a really engaging, funny read that definitely played a role in my love and my introduction to meditation and mindfulness. And for all the skeptics out there, I don't think there's many skeptics, but if there's still skeptics about meditation, this book is perfect for you. It skips all the fluffy stuff. Uh, takes it kind of from a more scientific, scientific down to earth, an honestly funny approach to mindfulness and meditation. And it spends a lot more time on just convincing you to give it a try uh, than kind of like diving into the whole process uh, and the intricacies of that. Because at the end of the day, meditation, depending on what type you do, it's really simple. You sit and you focus on your breath or you focus on a mantra, something like that. And if your thoughts wander off, you bring them back. that's pretty much all there is to it, and he breaks it down super simple and focuses a little bit more on the benefits. But yeah, for any beginners, anybody interested in it, I would definitely recommend this it's a It's a super easy read, and you, uh, I think you'll enjoy it
0: so kevin what if if you are a skeptic or you know you're new to meditation and mindfulness, is there anything that Dan Harris helps? or would help uh, somebody who was new?
1: Yeah, I think Dan does a great job of just breaking breaking it down into simple, easy steps. And, and honestly, the two biggest things he would probably say is, you don't need to do like 20, 30, 40 minutes. You can do literally two minutes. Two minutes is better than nothing. Two minutes, first thing in the morning. Uh, and also don't overcomplicate it like the whole, if you find that you sit down and your thoughts race a hundred miles an hour, that's okay. That's part of the process. Um, yeah, your mind is busy, but by sitting down and looking at those thoughts and, and and realizing that your mind is a bit scattered, that's fully and totally part of the process. It takes time, like anything, you got to stick at it. But the key is start small and kind of build from there. That's that's the kind of key message I would say for a minute as well.
0: Oh, that sounds good. I hope, People are, are listening to that. Those are really good, simple techniques that you can implement. Start small, start somewhere,
1: and see the results get bigger and bigger. It's kind of like this podcast, which we're wrapping up right now. Start small, get the first episode out. They're kind of sucky, crappy, and then you look to build and get better. And hopefully they're getting better. And if they are, you know, this week's episode, it was a summary of our favorite books. Hopefully you enjoyed that lots more to come and we're going to be having guests on the show soon so lots more to come but if you did like what you hear what you heard today it would be amazing as always I know we harp on about it but it would really mean a lot if and first of all if you listen subscribe maybe leave a review uh, and then share with some friends and family. That would be amazing and mean a whole, whole lot to, to myself and Bree. We have some goals for this podcast for the year and for the years to come. And knowing that you guys are getting some something from it and enjoying it, it hits on. It means a lot to us. So please like, subscribe and share. It'd be amazing.
0: Thanks for listening.